Hello again, everyone from Sprott Money News and SprottMoney.com. It is time to wrap up the month of July. It's been a crazy month. And boy, it looks like we're going to have some crazy months ahead as we move toward the back third or so of 2023. Joining me to wrap up this month is my old friend, David Brady. David, uh, like me, a columnist at Sprott Money. He also, you can find his work at silverchartist.com. You can also find him on uh, Twitter at Global Pro Trader. And like I said, you can find him uh, with a weekly column here at SprottMoney.com under the Insights tab. Uh, David, thank you for uh, spending some time with me. Oh, it's great to be back with you, Craig. Now, we got a lot to talk about, no doubt about that, uh, with prices moving all over the place. If anything, I want to remind everybody, though, summer, a great time. Well, what isn't a great time to be added to your stack? Uh, the summer sale is still in progress at Sprott Money, the summer bullion sale. Go to SprottMoney.com. You will find great deals through the month of August, all the way, I think, to the August 25th or so. So be sure to check out their site. Look for some great deals on bullion, bullion storage. Uh, you can also give them a call at 888-861-0775. Somebody will be happy to help you out. Uh, thankfully, David is happy to help us out and make some sense of all this. Uh, as the month has progressed, we've seen the dollar go down, the dollar go back up, the metals go up, the metals come back down. Uh, David, just this week, as we record this on Friday the 28th, uh, we looked pretty good after the Fed. Then we got a whole bunch of uh, pretty solid economic data out of the U.S. on Thursday, and everything went right back down. As we as we wrap up this month, before we look ahead, what really caught your eye and and what stood out? Well, you know, going into the ECB and the Fed, uh, one of the reasons why the are the reasons for the dollar to continue lower were we got weaker than expected payrolls and we got weaker than expected CPI and PPI. And uh, what puzzles me is why the Fed is still pounding the table on inflation to the extent that they are, because if you look at what happens to today, actually, I think in core PCE, which is their primary inflation indicator, fell from 4.6% to 4.1. My point is, how fast do you need this to go down? Yeah. And you've already raised rates over 5%. Shouldn't you pause and see what the effect is? Because based on what we just saw in core PCE and prior to that, the CPI and the PPI, it's already taking care of itself. So uh, going back to the dollar, that's what tripped it up and pushed it down below 100 was this weaker data. And then going into the uh, meeting uh, just a couple of days ago, the, the Fed uh, was expected to raise rates 25. That was already baked in. You just look up the CME tool and you'll see the probability was 100%. So that was a, that was already baked in the cake. The issue was um, the comments going forward. And they were kind of like, eh, no big deal. And I also said that, you know, watch for the ECB too, because in pre prior meetings, we've had the case where, and it's interesting how they've kind of, followed each other one day after the next. I don't know if yeah. that's by design, yeah. probably is. Yeah. But I said, wait for the ECB, because in previous meetings, we've had the ECB come out and surprise in some way or another, usually in the comment section as usual. And that has changed the dynamic dramatically. Didn't happen this time either. That was basically a yawn. You know? So uh, what happened was then the following day, following morning, 
and I, I love to get your two cents on this. We had the GDP data, we had uh, durable goods orders, and we had home sales. All were unexpectedly, surprisingly strong. Now, I, I posted this on Twitter, and I went, to, I went and looked out. Wait, hold on a second. Retail sales adjusted for inflation were down 1.5% year over year. Retail sales are, are consumer spending, whatever you want to call it, yeah. are 70% of the economy. Yet you're telling me GDP is going gangbusters? Okay. But here's the, here's the upside. How much worse can it get? Right. You know, so a lot of people are suffering uh, a little pain here, uh, especially in silver. I, I posted the chart on Twitter yesterday and which zoom. And uh, I warned about this earlier on in the week um, because, and you watch this religiously like I do as well, the cut data showed that the shorts on the silver, uh, on the COMEX silver, jumped dramatically on the part of the banks. Well, that tells you something's coming. And here we are. The banks may have put, you know, covered some of those shorts with this dump. We might get a little further on the downside, but I, I, I'm everybody's getting, uh, you know, bearish again. No, this is Jesus. We've had a we had a massive run up off the November third low, or September if you for silver, but for gold it was November third when the Fed slowed rate hikes, and now we're just having a nice healthy pullback. And yet, you know, we have payrolls coming up next week. We've got the ISMs. Uh, we've got some uh, CPI data coming out of Europe as well. But if you look at uh, what the current data tells us, unless we get a dramatic jump in those numbers, yeah, the the probability for a September rate hike can go to 100%. Uh, then we'll have to look at the next FOMC. But uh, I'm already seeing banks like uh, Rabobank thinking that the Fed is done. So yeah. how much further are they going to go? Right. The point is right. the risk reward in the metals and miners at this point is to the upside. Yeah. And that doesn't mean we can't go lower. It just means that the risk is relatively small. The reward is enormous. Yeah. So um, that's where I sit uh, currently with regard to Fed policy and what's happened in the past few days. Uh, and I could keep going here, but I'll just add this: yeah. uh, the the Dixie, the Dixie's got a bounce. I, I call that below 100. And I said this could go up as high as 102. I think we're at 10140, give or take now. Um, it could even go up to 106, to be honest. Uh, so it can go a little higher, sure. But unless all hell breaks out in Europe and drives the euro lower, uh, the conditions are in place now for a rebound pretty soon and my parameters on gold are 1900 on the downside as key support 2000 is the number i'm focused on once we get back above 2000 it's plain sailing in my opinion yeah <clears throat> we've been uh, on this these sprout money calls and on my side we've been talking all year about how this is analogous to 2010 and to 2018 you know, which were also years where the Fed started with all this hawkish rhetoric and even some, you know, rate hikes or whatever. Mm -hmm. But by the middle of the year and toward the end of the year, it became clear that there was going to be the shift, <clears throat> whether it was mm -hmm. an actual shift or whether it was a new QE program, whatever. And it was one, yeah. once that actually happened, you know, everything got held off 
held off. We're just waiting for the all clear in a sense. Then once the actual shift happened, you know, pew, up we go. Yeah. And that, that to me, that explains a lot of the resilience that we see. Even, you know, today as we speak, what we gold got down yesterday in 1940 something. And now even today, you know, rallied back up to 1960. So yeah. as we look forward, David, uh, as we get into August, the good news is <clears throat> there's not another FOMC meeting until September. So we got that going for us. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> however, it does bring uh, the big economic event of the Jackson Hole Forum. Uh, where all the central bankers in the world descend on Jack. Uh, boy, one place you don't want to be in August is Jackson Hole with all those criminals in town. <laughs> Nonetheless, they all they all show up there and Powell will give a speech later this month. And that might be kind of the, the key to the whole month. I, but I know you follow the metals closely. This is typically a pretty strong seasonal time of the year for metals prices too. I, I, have you seen that? Yeah, it is. Uh, seasonally, it's a very good month for uh, gold and silver. Uh, personally, uh, that's a backdrop to the analysis that I do, FIPEST and cycles and so forth. But uh, yeah, everything's lining up for that. And what could he say uh, that he hasn't already said? Right. I mean, it's like we're, we're still focused on, uh, I'll use the word crushing inflation, because to me, it's already falling. Um, I do expect a resurgence, by the way. Uh, we can talk about that separately. But uh, the only surprise that I would have is if he, I don't know what rabbit I will, he's going to pull out of a hat and be hawkish, because they've already done that for months, over yeah. a year now. So if anything surprises, it may be to the dovish side. And uh, if that happens, it's see right. your time now talking a little broader about this we haven't talked about what could be uh, a, a minefield for uh, gold and silver uh, what are the caveats and stocks stocks are have had a great run off the lows i mean we have retraced i did the math this morning 85 percent of the entire drop from the all-time high 85 percent so uh, we're within 15% of that drop of a new all-time high. Sentiment is extremely bullish. The specs are massively long. Uh, I'm, if we do get some kind of, we'll either get two things, either a mini crash to let air out of the tires and then we go back up even higher, or we get the main event uh, because we are going to get a crash. From my perspective, that's a no-brainer. But uh, I don't know which one's going to play out. But if we get a mini crash, you you and I both know, I mean, you can use the 2008 example um, for the main one, but you, we know in general that when stocks reverse, they take gold and silver down initially, mm-hmm. initially. And that same goes for the, the main events. When we get the big kahuna, uh, I expect gold and silver to get a, a decent pullback. But what happens next? You know, uh, it's, as Rick Rule uh, wisely said once, and it always stuck with me, it's not the crisis that causes gold and silver to go up. It's the response to the crisis that drives gold and silver higher. Yeah. And what yeah. do you think the Fed's going to do? They're going to do what they always do. They're going to cut rates and they're going to... Uh, go back to QE. 
the thing here for me is this time around, given the damage to the economy, despite the data that we're, we're being given, uh, I don't believe that's going to have the same effect this time around. I think the markets will peak and then we're going down, down, down. All the rate cuts and QE that they throw at the market, all it will do is slow the fall. It won't stop it. But for gas, and, or sorry, for gold and silver, it's like gasoline on a fireplace, yeah. right? I mean, that that's when it really takes off. But in the in the very short term, if that happens, that could bring down gold and silver temporarily. But I don't think we're there yet. So because I see a lot of people calling for this, and I, I, my primary expectation is that we get a mini pullback first, and then we go up higher, and then the main event, because... I have my eye on October because October is the worst month for uh, stocks. Uh, you know, seasonality. yeah. I mean, look at all the crashes through history. It's, right. Most of them are in October, right? Right. And I, I don't expect this to be different. So you've got that issue hanging out there. the The other one I see is uh, this: the Fed Fed now has been rolled out. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the pathway to CBDCs. Mm-hmm. And this is uh, both a positive and a negative. I'll focus on the positive. In order to, you have to, you'll, you'll be required, I believe, to get a digital ID in order to be able to get this CBDC, right? And in order to uh, promote uh, per- participation, I believe they're going to roll out UBI, universal basic income, pacify the masses, right? Well, that's basically money printing. Yeah, right. Yeah. And uh, at the, you know, just press the keys and there's more money in there, and then, you know, yada, yada, yada. Um, and more money chasing fewer goods, the same or fewer goods and services because the economy is going this way. I don't care what the data says. The economy is going this way. Just look at the number of bankruptcies. What will that do to gold and silver? Right. So, right. so I guess I guess what I'm saying, and I can get to bonds as well. I expect yields to go lower, but uh, I guess where I'm going with this is, we get bogged down in the short term gyrations of the markets, and people like very easily get uh, bearish, apathetic, you know, based on what's happened even in silver, you know, in the past uh, day or so. Um, you have to look at the bigger picture. The bigger picture still is to the upside because stocks are going to come off. The Fed is going to respond and they're going to roll out CBDCs and then UBI. What do you think gold and silver are going to do under those circumstances? You can't print gold and silver, but you can. You don't even have to print the paper anymore. You just hit a keyboard. I, I mean, it's obvious if you step back and look what's happening. And uh, I think it's inevitable. I I, I, re- I really do. And, I, and I'll and i take this moment to say, uh, this is a, a perfect forum for this. Whoever out there is listening to this, if you don't have any physical gold and silver at this point, get some because an insurance policy for what's coming, at least an insurance policy. It could make some people uber wealthy, but if you don't if you if you're not that well healed, at least get some so that you have an insurance policy. Because I guarantee you, we're going to get inflation and then deflation. 
when the Fed pulls the plug on all of these policies, and then you get your great reset and so forth. Yeah. And the only safe harbor is gold and silver, physical yeah. gold and silver, and maybe physical palladium, physical platinum, but they're more industrial metals. Bitcoin, don't talk to me about Bitcoin. I am long the crypto miners, because I think in the short term, it's a great trade. But the source of their power is their total control of money and right. the supply of money. You think they're going right. to see that some of that to Bitcoin? I don't think so. Right. And all of this advertising from BlackRock and so forth, and Larry Fink saying, oh, Bitcoin's going to you know, be better than all the central bank digital currencies. And I'm not buying it. I, I, I think it's just cheerleading. Makes me, you mentioned that, <clears throat> makes me, uh, reminds me of another uh, thing that's pending for August. And that's that BRICS summit where, you know, yes. there's all this talk about uh, some potential new trading unit or trading currency or whatever they might announce, you know, that would have a gold backing to give it confidence. And I'm thinking as, as I'm listening to you talk, I'm thinking about this and I'm thinking, oh, I'm sure, you know, the banks are just going to stand down and let the gold price skyrocket. <laughs> if mm -hmm. that happens. So I'd say that's probably another risk that we might want to keep in mind uh, yeah. as we go through this month, as uh, the banks protect their longstanding short positions, at least initially. Um, David, I, I, I don't want to, um, uh, I, I could go on with you forever, obviously. Um, and you, you and I could sit around and talk uh, all afternoon, but I want to focus in our last remaining minutes about a couple of the initiatives you are working on. I, I've written a couple of articles called The Emotion is the Death of Wealth. And uh, you'll understand this, Craig, in the sense that I've never seen sentiment so volatile in any sector uh, like it is in gold and silver, because people are so passionate and religious about it. So that makes sentiment so important. But human nature fights objectivity in the sense that when look, gold never bottoms when it's uh, bullish, it bottoms when it's extreme bearish. Yeah. Yeah, but that's when everybody's throwing in the tail. That's the time you should be buying, and right. it's the same at the top when they're like, "Oh, we're going to twenty four hundred next year." Yeah, and everybody's bullish, and what happens? Right. So, so uh, human nature is to follow the crowd. You need to be a little bit more contrarian, but especially at extremes. And that's the beauty of my process. I just look for extremes and the cut data, sentiment, technicals, and when they all line up, I'm like, "Hey guys, caution here, warning." I know we all won't believe it, it's going to keep going up. Um, now, trend can undermine that, but 90% uh, of the time it holds. Because that, that's how I developed it. I went back to 2006 and used all the data on every asset, not just gold, silver, nap, gas, soybeans, you name it. And it's the same patterns every single time. And if anybody, I just, I'm, my point is, this isn't rocket science. Anybody can do this. Just run the charts for all these things and look at the various indicators and what they said at those points. And then just extrapolate it forward. And it's 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 relatively easy. And lastly, uh, your Twitter handle at Global Pro Trader. Yes. Correct? Yes, that's me. I, I would encourage everybody to check that out. David's in there, on there every day, really, uh, giving you his thoughts. I mean, how invaluable can that be, especially as we get deeper into this year and the volatility that is going to continue? David, it's always so much fun to catch up with you. I appreciate all you do. I know the folks at Sprott Money very much appreciate your contributions every week. And this has been great catching up with you. Thank you for your time. I hope you have a uh, great remainder of your summer. And uh, why don't we try to do one of these again as we get deeper into the autumn and we'll see how things are shaping up at the end of the year. Yeah, that sounds great, especially when the good times roll.
Yeah, yeah. we'll have some champagne with us. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you, David. And and uh, on your way out, please be sure to give a like or a subscribe on whatever channel you've been watching that stuff. That really helps Sprott Money as well in terms of casting a wider net. Just a simple like or subscribe. Hit that, smash that button and uh, help spread the word, if you will. Again, uh, this has been your July monthly wrap up. We'll have more content for you in August, but for now it's time to go. Thank you for watching and uh, have a great rest of your week, a great weekend, and we'll talk to you again in August. Yeah, thanks, Craig. Bye-bye.